Welcome to the Just a Runner's Podcast, where we talk about all things running, racing, and more from the middle of the pack. I'm Bruce McIntosh. Now, let's get things running. Hey, welcome to the next episode of the Just a Runner's podcast with me and Pico are here. Wait, are you awake, Pico? Oh, you are. Okay. Are you going to get anything to say? No? I didn't think so. Okay. How's everybody going this week? Uh, still recovering from my finger injury. And so I... Uh, I've been cutting back and starting to try to pick it up again. I'm not back to work yet. Won't be back for at least another week or so. Maybe I'll be able to figure something out. I did get out to run a few times this week. Uh, let's see here. Wednesday. Uh, did a real easy 3.2 miles. Uh, went out for a group run. Ran around McDonald, Ohio. Uh Used to be still one of my nice places. As far as neighborhood runs, I do like running there. There's some hills and stuff, but uh, it's a real nice, quiet neighborhood to run around in. Uh, did I uh, went and got to the gym and jumped on the bike? Did this espresso run, if you will. You get to watch. It's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well. It's a stationary bike, but you got a view. You can steer and change gears and stuff. And as you're doing hills and things like that, something different. Did that for about a half hour. And then on Saturday, just, uh, there was only two of us running for our group run in Mill Creek Park. Got four and a half miles in. Uh, it went pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to keep things a slower pace right now uh, while I'm recovering. Let this, uh, let all the skin grow back on my finger and everything, hopefully. Uh, I, I actually think I was in denial about the seriousness of the injury. It may have been worse than I wanted. And today, well, Sunday, ended up, I'm going to try to get this out on Memorial Day. So happy Memorial Day to anyone listening. If you're listening on Memorial Day or after... Uh, I'm going to get it out today or tomorrow. Uh, ran down at the park again. Just those two of us. Very humid morning. So slowed it down even more than I did the day before. Got five miles in. Then looped around Lake Newport. So as you can tell, very, uh, very uh, slow. Not a lot this week. Uh, next week, uh, I'm hoping to pick it up a little bit more. Try to get a few more miles in and start upping my mileage again. Uh, obviously things didn't work out the way they were supposed to for the Cleveland Marathon, but I had a nice time spectating. Made a good weekend of it. And, uh, as uh, many of you 
did hear if you listened last time and uh it's been on social media and a lot of different places about the young girl that uh passed uh passed away at the finish of the marathon she she was running the half and about the story i have gotten is that she's passed out about 400 yards from the finish um it was a very hot day and obviously you don't uh, as suddenly as the weather did change to have the marathon hit that, it, you didn't have a chance to acclimate to the weather. So this uh, episode, I'm just uh, going to dedicate it and go over some things about heat acclimation. I've been looking them up. Generally speaking, just from personal experience, I just basically slow my pace down, uh, try to drink more water. Maybe even take some more walk breaks, or things like that. If you're out there and you feel dizzy or anything, or get any signs that he wants, you know, you got to just adjust it. If you go into a race, uh, depending on how hot it is and whether you had time to acclimate or not, just you're not going to hit the same goals as you would if it was 50 degrees as you will when it's 70 or 80. And heat is relative to where you're living. Uh, if you're down in Florida where you're constantly dealing with heat, you're probably a lot more used to it. And coming up here and dealing with, in Ohio heat, uh, would be totally different and probably easier for you to handle. So, uh, the, uh, but when it's the sudden change, that's probably the worst possible condition. This has happened to me before, um. It didn't have, I mean, I wasn't running this time, but uh, this has happened to me. In fact, a couple years ago, I ran Canton Marathon, and before I finished, it had gotten extremely hot like this. And the year before, I had run uh, the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati, and kind of the same thing happened. I got dehydrated, and I got very nauseous throughout the run, and really slowed down the and I think mentally that affected me the following year when I'm in Canton. And it caused me to uh, walk a lot more and cut back even sooner. So I've had some very slow runs times and almost gave up marathoning. Um, I'd thought about cutting back. I did for a while. I didn't win a year without, you know, I didn't do a fall one that year. And then, uh, let's see here, 2018, went, decided to go to Toledo again. And it went fine. And then I did uh, Detroit. And Detroit, well, we we really didn't have bad weather, if anything. Our plane was a little colder than I would have liked at the start. Uh, really didn't warm up a lot in Detroit. So that, well, you know, finally broke that. And then uh, I was supposed to do Cleveland Marathon. And I've done some halves in there and stuff. I mean, uh... Obviously, the longer the run, the uh, more likely, and the more you need to make sure you're getting enough water in, not to mention a lot, one of the things that became a problem has more and more slow runners have been, you know, in the last 20 years, the amount of marathoners out there and the amount of uh, slower paced where they're out there for five, six, seven hours even or longer, uh, runners they're getting more they're taking more water in and 
not you got to be careful make sure you are replacing your electrolytes because uh how do you pronounce it? Hypnotherm, uh, where you um, dilute your electrolytes so much because you took in all the electrolytes. So that was just uh, one, uh, you know, these are just some considerations you have to have in order to, um, when you're out running, to help you deal with the heat. Now, here's just some other thing. I was looking in, they're saying heat acclimation is like a 7 to 10 day process because you want to, and you'll be about 75% adapted in 4 to 6 days. So when you're, when it starts getting hot out, you just got to adjust to it. Um, uh, in order to heat, you want to get out there and exercise or run for, try to get an hour a day in the heat uh, for 7 to 14 days. That will allow you to cope with the heat a lot better. After that time period, you'll be able to start adjusting to it. Uh, when you acclimate, it actually helps you become a better sweater, causing you to cool off easier. Yeah, you, yeah I mean, obviously, everybody knows they sweat more in the summer. So, <laughs> And uh, your cardiovascular will improve. You'll get a decreased in uh, heart rate plus, but after you acclimate, I'm not there yet because we, we're just starting to get into hot weather here in Ohio. But you'll have increased plasma volume, your blood, you'll have more blood in your system, and that actually is going to help cool your body by getting pumping more blood to the outer part of to the skin. So those are just uh, a few of the changes that take place. They automatically do it. Your body's going to adjust. You just got to be able to get out in the heat, do some running. But uh, when you do do that running, do it at an easy pace. Uh, go. Uh, don't worry about what pace you're actually running at. Just get out and do it. Keep moving. If you have to take walk breaks, just do it. Uh, don't even worry about them. And you just... The main thing is to be out there doing something and keep your body moving. That's giving you a chance to acclimate to the heat. And you know, on days uh, when you have that first few times there, you really got to be extra careful and make sure you're hydrated properly. And try to make hydration a full-time, uh, it's a full-time job. Not just when you're out running. And this is a mistake I make, drinking... Uh, pop, soda, Pepsi, whatever you want to call uh, instead of concentrating on the water. And I am going to start trying to get back. The last couple of weeks, I've really not been paying attention to what I eat and drink because I haven't been hardly been running. and Probably a little depressed over the being off work and, and having this un, uh, non-running related injury that's affecting my running and and you might be saying it's just a finger, but it, it has made a difference in the way I run. Uh, there's pain. It could start throbbing. And I definitely don't want to get it infected. Enough about me, though. Uh, other tips uh, to help you uh, get used to it and what you, know, what you should try to do. If you can, run early or run late. So you, you don't want to run in the hottest parts of the day. Uh, try to avoid the... the heat of the middle of the day 
I mean, if that's the only time you get to run, then run then. But obviously, like I said, don't worry about pace. Just run slow. Uh, one suggestion, I'm not a big one on this, is run inside. Get on a treadmill and run. Uh, not a big fan of that either. Uh, but, but I could see where you would want to do it. Uh, today, we did have a thunderstorm roll through. So if that was the time of the day I had to run, maybe I would have gone inside just to avoid the thunderstorm. A regular rain won't keep me inside. Uh, but I do understand if you want to get a certain workout in and run a certain pace, you may need to go inside and avoid the heat of the day, especially if you have to. Uh, like during the week when I'm at work, uh, I have to be at work pretty early, so I usually like to run after work or like our group meets at 5.30. So most of the time, by the time I get home and the earliest, I, I try to go like 4.30 or 5, somewhere in that area. And if that was, uh, that could be a problem with the heat coming up. So, problem, I don't very often run inside, especially when it's uh, summertime. And let's see here, one else. You may want to get more rest. Uh, sleep's a big thing to help you become a better runner anyway. And I know too many pe people, myself included, don't always get enough sleep and uh, get enough rest. This week's... The last couple of weeks have been an exception. <laughs> so, uh, I've been able to sleep more. Uh, just something to consider while you're uh, being used. Because the heat can take more out of your body. And, and here's one I particularly uh, might want to, y'all might want to consider. Uh, wear as little as possible. Obviously, you're not going to dress in layers or anything like you would in the winter. But uh, just try to make sure you're wearing light clothing. I know some guys, I'm, I don't do it, just me, shyness, I guess. Uh, I don't run shirtless, but I may try to get some tank tops or that stuff. Always wear wicking clothing. Uh, I just wear regular socks. Or, well, I got running socks. I wear them. I Sometimes I would, in the winter, I started wearing the uh, compression socks. I don't know if I'm going to do that in the real hot time, but uh, I have a lot of light short sleeve shirts i can wear that i wear them and just shorts uh, you definitely don't want to have any more covered up than to help your body cool itself than hot you need to uh one other thing you might want to do especially if you do a long run uh check your weight frequently and maybe even like before and after a long run you can depending on how long you're going you could be losing eight to ten pounds of water weight and if that's happening, you definitely want to make sure you up uh, how much uh, water you're drinking and try to take more on the run. You can, you know, try to plan your runs where you're going to have water fountains or stash. Some people will stash some water bottles or do a loop where you get back to your car so you can get more water that way. Um, you know, or if you're going by stores, maybe throw a few carry a few dollars with you or a credit card or whatever and make sure you, if you wear something to carry it in or fine. If not, uh, you know, try to drink, just try to drink more water in this heat, especially if you're out running and trying to get a long run in. And another suggestion, try to find a shadier, uh, shady routes. If you know, I run in the park a lot, and luckily right there, 
there's a lot of shade. Uh, last week at Cleveland Marathon, uh, my one friend that ran the half, he was talking about how there's not a lot of shade. And somebody else posted uh, on Facebook that I follow. He had run it and said he didn't have a tan at the start of the race, but he did afterwards. Uh, he runs shirtless a lot, so I guess it's a very easy to get the tan that way. And uh, that's just something you might want to consider. Try to plan your routes out where you're going to be on shade. And if you have the access to decent trails, I would say go ahead and uh, try to run on dirt or grass if it's possible. It's uh, just, it doesn't hold the temperature like concrete or uh, blacktop. So it's going to help keep you cooler. A lot of times the trails are in those woods and you're going to have more shade too so that's going to help you there uh just just going to help uh keep you a little bit cooler it might not be a huge difference but it could make a difference so and uh around here mill creek park has some trails a lot of them are technical uh the one hike bike path is paved but it's pretty well shaded and there is a water fountain uh, part way through it it's a mile and a half each way so but the water fountains uh well depending on which end you're starting at just over a half mile from 224 but uh so that uh, I, if you're staying on current you know blacktop that's not a bad place and um one other thing just to be on the safe side when you're out running in this heat kind of keep an eye on your heart rate if you have a heart rate monitor so you don't want it spiking too high. You don't want to constantly run that high. Uh, you'll know your body's in distress if you're, you know, you should, if you know uh, about where you normally run in cooler weather, it'll give you an indication that uh, something could be wrong and the heat could be affecting you adversely if it's extremely high. So you may want to slow it down or take a minute to cool off to get it back down. And some of the warning signs for, um, dehydration and heat stroke well for dehydration um, you'll get you can get dizziness fatigue uh, be disoriented um, you can get nausea I've had that uh, dry mouth just uh, some of the things so if you start getting some dizziness out there that you may want to get could just be a little dehydration and uh, make try to get water or drink in you as quickly as possible uh, it is uh, still possible to get heat in this uh, type of weather, heat stroke or exa heat exhaustion. And watch for those. If you get a headache, uh, confusion, I mean, some of these you may not even realize, nauseaness, suddenly uh, clumsiness, and uh, probably wouldn't be carrying a thermometer while you're out there, but if your core temperature gets up to 104 or over, uh, definitely uh, something has to get... Uh, taken care of there you definitely would need to stop running immediately and get some get into the shade get into a cool place if you uh, get out of the heat and get some water in you to cool off as uh, in a good you know as quickly as you can to get the body temperature down and those are just a few suggestions to help uh, you uh, be able to keep running and stuff in the heat Everybody adapts to the heat differently, so some people are going to be able to handle it and go on with their uh, 
normal routine easier than others. Hopefully, uh, nothing happens to anybody out there. Do you hear that? I think a helicopter's going over. Huh. I try to do this and keep the noise to a minimum while I'm doing this and get into a room and suddenly I'm hearing a helicopter fly overboard. Hell well. Uh, such a lie. And uh, where were we at? Well, those were just some of the notes I took. I uh, started looking for ways to help people get acclimated to the heat. Basically, uh, just get out there and take it easy for a couple weeks and, you know, you should be fine. And that's just one suggestion. Uh, you know, go early or go late if you can and uh, make sure you're hydrating. Those are the main, main points I uh, just wanted to make. And there, ever since uh, I had talked about uh, the girl in Cleveland, they've started, uh, if you get on, follow hashtag run for Taylor, uh, they are, so I've heard some different things might be planned in her honor. Uh, obviously, she's not the first person to uh, pass away at a marathon from overdoing it, but she's uh, one of the youngest uh, that I've ever heard of and people just uh, I'm I don't even want to speculate that was you know I, you know everyone thinks it's from the heat and from running too hard obviously probably was pushing herself a lot harder in the heat than uh, instead of adjusting her pace to the heat that's total speculation there uh, you, you know, sometimes you're thinking if it, you wouldn't expect it from somebody that young. That was one of the things that I really surprised by. I mean, it's tragic regardless of age. Uh, I kind of looked up deaths and marathons I, just to take a look at it and see how frequent it is. And, I mean, it has been happening more uh, in recent, with the growing popularity of marathoning. It has happened more, obviously, because of the greater number of people. But uh, just have, people just need to be prepared for the heat and make sure they stay properly hydrated and things like that. Uh, so I really don't want to drive. Hopefully, just driving the point to try to work on your when it starts getting hot out like we are now, like it's just now starting to get to the hot weather that you just drive home the point that uh, you have to acclimate you uh, it's going to take a little time to uh, get back back to your normal pace and make sure you're if anything uh, if you overhydrate make sure you're uh, doing stuff to keep your electrolytes up and make sure you're hydrating properly all right and Pico you got anything to add to this uh, yeah, he doesn't look too thrilled about, uh, he was saddened by, he looks, you look tired today. We didn't even go for a walk. Oh, no, oh, now you want to wake up. You want to get on the podcast? Come on, Pico. Come on, here's the mic. 
what do you want to say today? Just, just share some advice. Just some life advice. If you don't want to talk about running, he's not a big runner yet. I'm working on him. We've talked, gone out for some walks. You know, you got to break him in quick and easy. Uh, well, I'm not sure about his past running experience. We, uh, he's Mexican and speaks Spanish, so we have a little bit of a. Uh, his English is a little lacking. You don't want to say nothing? All right. Uh, we have a little bit of a communication problem. Okay, put my mic back. All right. Well, uh, and what else is going on with me? Upcoming races. I uh, signed up for a race yesterday. Uh, it's a few months off. It'll be in Prescott State Park in Erie, PA. The Prescott Half Marathon. It's actually a fairly inexpensive race. I signed... Let me get my thing here. Do, 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 do. Uh, my registration. Uh, it's July 21st at 6.45 a.m. So I've run this before in the past. Uh, did it two years ago, and I've done it... A, I've actually run it five or six times. I'd have to actually look it up. It's one of my favorite half marathons. Fairly decent size. Uh, I think they get over a thousand. Uh, this is the same course. Oh, actually, it's not the same course. Uh, they run it. I think the Erie Marathon, which I am considering uh, in September, goes one direction, and this actually was still going the other direction, I believe. This was going counterclockwise around Presque Isle State Park, and the other one goes the other way. And it's like a 13.1 mile loop they have. Uh, all around the park, one loop, and very nice race. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, it's scenic. You're right on the edge. Uh, it's fit. Parts of it are in the sun, but uh, there is a lot. I'm going to go at least 50% in the shade. They have plenty of water stops in the past. Uh, so hopefully it's not extremely hot that morning. Always a possibility, but I'll have time to acclimate to the heat between now and then so uh hoping for a decent time there uh, one thing about it is it is pancake flat and if anyone was considering the erie marathon this could be like a primer for it just to get uh ready for, to see what you're going to be in for and uh at the marathon instead of doing one loop though you'd be doing two i did read there there's like a hairpin turn near uh around it's kind of at the start for the half when i've done it in the past but the marathon i i've read on their site they switched the thing and then that turn is uh, much further into the race more towards getting near the end of the each loop the marathon you do two loops this is just one uh see here pick up her yes but uh those are my memories from this race they do do, oh, oops, didn't mean to say it like that. They do a gender-specific uh, shirt, and so you can pick out if, you, if any male or female shirt. If you're a guy and you like that feminine uh, cut to the shirt, there you go. Uh, Three-hour time limit on the course, so you need to maintain a 14-minute mile. And it is very flat, so the pace should not... You can, as long as you can do that on a flat course, you should be fine. Uh, Post-race food. 
after the race, we will party at Beach. Party at Beach. Refreshments and DJs will be at the Beach One Pavilion. You can bring your own outdoor chairs or food or blanket for comfort. All right. And uh, they do awards and stuff. Uh, if you're not familiar with Prescott, it'd be a great way to check it out. I don't know. Like I said, it's an eerie. If you look at the map on uh, Pennsylvania or Lake Erie, it's that little uh, peninsula sticking out. And it's a. Uh, was that the right word? Anyway, you'll see that little press skyles that park that sticks out in the Lake Erie. And uh enjoyable race. And that's all I got to say about it. Uh it's put on by the Erie Runners Club. That's the last thing. And I will be there. Probably uh probably I'll go up there Saturday, maybe. Haven't decided whether last I sometimes I I've driven up there a few times and a few times we've stayed overnight. Uh if you've heard of Waldemere Park, that's right at the entrance into Presque Isle. And so there are some hotels in the area. So if you want to, if you're not close enough, you could just stay there. Uh, I think I ran up a couple of years ago. I think we left at four. Well, I left up here at four in the morning or something like that. And so uh, that's going to be it for today. I'm trying to think, uh, as far as me and local, uh, I don't have my local race list, but uh, uh, I'll have to update that for next week, but right now the Prescott half, and uh, we're going to start talking about more of the uh, Youngstown Marathon, that's going to be coming up October 27th, so if anyone wants to do that, I will be a pacer at the marathon, so that's my fall, uh, plans uh summer and fall get ready for that uh, i do want to make sure i've been better than uh pace i want to be in better shape than the pace i plan to be running at for that day all right and anyone uh email me at just a runner six five at gmail.com if you do decide to run it and want to train together or either of those races let me know uh, regardless of what your pace is, we could probably work something out. And right now I'm doing very slow miles because of the heat and just getting back in. Uh, trying to get my finger better. And then <laughs> to, uh, that's going to be it for this week, I think. Uh, I think I said that already. Pico, you got anything to last second advice? Okay. Uh, uh, he's just giving me that. Just keep a good pace. Peaking with pacing with Pico. That's gonna be. The, you want to change the name of the podcast? You, uh, the pacing with Pico podcast. He wants to change the name. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, well, I think I'll get going.